Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Week two of preseason football is officially done. That just means we're another week closer to the start of the NFL season. It is so, so, so close. Um, Yeah, last week's episode was insanely long. This week's episode is also insanely long. I don't know if it's going to be a two-parter yet. I think it's probably going to be. Uh... Yeah, we did the NFC East and AFC East uh, divisional breakdown. Chu was on the episode. Uh, NFC East went very smooth. We started talking about the AFC East. Uh, Things got off the rails very, very quickly. Um, Good episode, though. It was, although I was (laughs) extremely frustrated, it was a fun talk. Um... So yeah, this week it'll be the last episode for the divisional previews, and as always, we will start off with the NFL weekly update. I'm not going to do what I did last week and go over one thing from every preseason game. I don't really care that much if we're being honest, so let's just talk about some highlights or things that have happened, whatever. I Again, second week of the preseason, don't really care. First week of preseason, I'm invested. Uh... Starting off with Cade York. So Cade York, uh, the Browns kicker, kicked a field goal going into half against, I forget who they were playing. Doesn't matter. Uh, Posted highlights on his Instagram at half and then proceeded to miss two kicks uh, in the second half and the game ended in a tie. So not a good look for Cade York. Um... Browns might be looking for a new kicker, I think, anyways. Uh, He's already missed a couple field goals in preseason. He wasn't that great last year. Could be the end of Cade York in Cleveland. Uh, A lot of the young quarterbacks have really stepped up in the preseason, too. Kenny Pickett has been playing very well. Jordan Love has been playing very well. And rookie Aiden O'Connell has been playing very, very well. Uh... I'm just going to start calling him AOC from here on out. But yeah, the Raiders might have found their QB of the future in AOC. Uh, Talking about another young quarterback, he's going into his third year though. Not even the starter, but Zach Wilson was productive. It was nice to see. He didn't make a ton of doy-doy plays. He checked down a lot, but he did have a crazy scramble. And that's what you like to see out of Zach Wilson. That is kind of the big play ability or... He has that ability with his legs. I think he's still relatively a dumbass, but who knows? Maybe him sitting behind Rodgers for the next two years will be good for him. Uh, We'll see, though. Uh, Rodgers said that, you know, he's just going to be there for the next two years, and Zach Wilson will be the starter for the next 15. Very fine by me. Very, very, very fine by me. Uh, The Commanders officially ended the Baltimore Ravens 24-game preseason win streak last night. Uh, last night being Monday night. Um, yeah, I saw people on Twitter being like, oh, it's not a big deal and blah, blah, blah. The Commanders, they all wanted to win that game. They wanted to end that streak. I think they played their starting offense for the whole first half against the Ravens, the second and third stringers. And I think they only ended up winning on a game-winning field goal. Um, 
either way, that streak is done. Crazy that it lasted that long anyways, but uh, we'll keep moving. Um, it was broken yesterday while I was recording with Chu, so we kind of get some instant reactions from it, but the Colts are, slash Jonathan Taylor are exploring their trade options. Um... It'll be interesting to see what he gets dealt for. I think Jim Ursay wants good compensation for him, even though he said that he's not valuable. Diamond doesn't. Uh, they weren't going to pay him anyway. So I don't know how you get good value when your owner is openly talking about, like, yeah, we don't want him anyways. It's fine. Um, obviously, Miami is the favorite to land him. We have been involved in almost every big name back uh, this season. Kind of, I'm kind of, kind of have mixed feelings. Obviously, we should have picked him over Noah Igbenogamy anyways, but I'm more just like, I don't know. Do we give him an extension? He is only 24. I wouldn't mind giving him an extension. I do think he's that good. Um, it's just we have so many other guys that we need to pay. Uh, it's just whatever the compensation would be. I think that's all that matters. Uh, other teams that could be... Uh, looking at Jonathan Taylor. So after the Dolphins, uh, the Bears have plus 400 odds. I don't really see why they would do that. I like their stable of backs right now with uh, Khalil Herbert, Deonta Foreman, and then rookie Roshan Johnson, who has also been performing well this uh, preseason. They got the Ravens plus 700. That's an interesting one. I think Dobbins is still holding out right now. Uh, that would be a massive fuck you to J.K. Dobbins, but... Given the injuries to that position over the last few seasons for the Ravens, wouldn't be a bad idea. Would be a very, very fun offense for sure. Uh, the Broncos come up next. Um, Javante Williams coming back from a major injury, but it's also like, I don't know. I would trust Javante Williams. I don't know why these teams would trade anything. Again, the running back position is so devalued right now where just talking about who would trade for these guys, it's just like, why would you? There's so many good free agents uh, next year. There's so many good rookies also coming into the draft next year. It's The running back's got to figure it out, but that's a talk for another time. Uh, next note up, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the rookie wide receiver for the Seahawks, is getting surgery on his wrist. Uh, he heard it in the last preseason game. I think they played the Colts or something. I don't know. Um, either way, hurt his wrist. He needs surgery on it. Uh, they don't know what his timetable will be until after the surgery. They're only hoping that it's a few weeks, but not a great start for the Seahawks. I don't know why. A lot of people have been getting injured this training camp. I feel like a lot more than usual. And not like big injuries. There have been a lot of big injuries too, but just like little things where, go, oh, a guy's going to be out for a few weeks. It's... I don't know. Maybe I'm just paying attention more now because I have to do a podcast, but I feel like way more people are getting injured this preseason training camp period than years prior. I don't know. Maybe let me know if I'm wrong or if I'm right. Also let me know. A couple signings here. Uh, Probably the best free agent left on the market. Jadavian Clowney has signed with the Ravens. Um, Very good move from the Ravens, especially considering I didn't know how good the edge position was going to be for them. Obviously, they're relying on Odafe Owa and David Ojabo to be the their future building blocks at the edge position. Uh, 
Clowney was the first overall pick way back in 2014, I believe. Never really lived up to his billing. Um, He is a great run defender. He's been one of the best run defenders in the league since he's got here. Uh, Just his pass rush ability never really translated over from college, but uh, great veteran to have in the room, especially with Ojabo and Owe. Uh, So yeah, very good signing. Another signing that the Ravens made, they brought in Ronald Darby, um, another former first-round pick. Uh, They brought him in with the injury to Marlon Humphrey. Again, another guy who's just going to be out for a few weeks, but good depth, good veteran depth. Uh... Darby is solid. Again, at this stage in uh, at this stage in the off season, it's a very good addition for them. Uh, we got a retirement. Miles Jack, after just signing with the Eagles and saying, "Oh, if he wasn't going to play football, he was going to be a plumber or an electrician," he has decided to retire. Uh, Miles Jack was one of my favorite players coming out of college. I thought he was superb. I mean, he was a linebacker, running back at UCLA. You don't see those very often. Uh, was a key piece for that 2017 Jags defense, which gave them a run to the AFC Championship game anyways, and they almost won that game. That 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 Jags team was absolute. That was a Cinderella story run for them. Um, but yeah, Miles Jack officially out of the league. Um, interested to see what he does do next, because he's made a decent amount of money in his career, but hey, if the guy wants to keep working, learn a new skill, uh... I wish him all the best. Uh, Moving on here. uh, Fuck, another injury here. Russell Gage is officially done for the season with, uh, I think it's a leg injury or knee injury. Lower body injury, let's just say. He's out for the year. Um, He was going to be their third wide receiver. Obviously not great for the Bucs, but uh, here we are. Um... Next note up, Jimmy Graham was uh, arrested and then put into a hospital. So the police were called and apparently Graham was on some sort of substance, uh, not resisting arrest, but kind of resisting the cops and blah, blah, blah. And apparently he had a seizure at some point. So he went to the hospital. He's been released now from the hospital. He seems to be doing okay. Just a weird... uh, I didn't expect I to be talking about Graham this much uh, in the 2023 season, but uh, he's made headlines the last couple couple weeks anyways. I wish him the best. I hope that he finds his footing back with the Saints. Uh, I don't think he'll be productive with them, but I hope that he stays around and is a good veteran for that uh, locker room. Uh Former NFL player, former edge player. Where did he play? He played for the Bears, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Dolphins, Robert Quinn. Uh, he has been arrested for a hit and run. Uh, he allegedly ran into four cars and a gate and then drove off without leaving any information. Uh, he has since been arrested. Like, absolutely wild. I just, I don't understand the rationale behind... I saw someone reply that he was probably drunk or on some sort of substance, and him getting a hidden run charge is better than him getting a DUI charge. I don't disagree with it. Either way, very, very bad look. Speaking of another guy who is going to be arrested, uh, Antonio Brown to be arrested over unpaid child support. Um, It's... It's such a sad story for AB. 
like one of the best receivers of all time, truly of all time at his peak. No one was better in that 2010s decade. He was truly special, and I don't know what happened. I feel like a lot of people want to go back to that Vontez perfect hit in that wild card game where he just absolutely clocked him in the head because since then it's kind of been all downhill for AB, at least mentally. Uh, The man needs help in the most desperate way. I hope that he gets it somehow. I wish him the best. It'll... I just hope it doesn't end poorly for him. I hope he gets the help that he needs and comes out on the other side a better man because goddamn does he need the help right now. Um, last note up. This is more uh, of a PSA, a public service and public service announcement more than anything. We, as a society, have to stop with the training camp highlights where it's a 1v1 rep. Because, you know, the wide receiver or the running back probably wins those 1v1 reps 90% of the time. Do you know how hard it is to cover someone in the NFL? I, I have said that I think cornerback is the hardest position in the NFL. Yes, even harder than quarterback. Is quarterback obviously more important? Yes. But I think being a corner where you have to shadow what this athletic freak in front of you is doing and mimic his movements and react to his elite reaction time as well and his elite cuts um yeah it's just I'm, I'm so annoyed and people being like oh look at look at Michael Thomas cooking Derwin James and it's like okay he runs like a double move and it's like I don't know a lot of it's double moves just I don't know the one-on-one clips don't do anything if you Obviously, they're enjoyable to see, but it's just like people take way too much stock and be like, oh, this guy's cooked. Oh, this guy's going to be incredible. It means absolutely nothing. 1v1 reps mean absolutely nothing. Unless the DB knows what route the guy's going to run, doesn't really matter in my opinion. Um, Okay, that'll do it for the NFL weekly update. We will move over to the... AFC and NFC breakdown and this will be a two-parter now that I have done this intro because I know that I've almost recorded for two hours yesterday. This is about 15 minutes so uh, it'll be a two-parter. We'll start with the NFC, finish with the AFC and yeah we'll go from there. Okay division preview time. Uh, Last two divisions finally wrapped up. NFC East, AFC East and Of course, who else would join me but Chu? Uh, We'll talk about the Patriots uh, in a little bit, though. But how are we doing? How are we in the preseason? Uh, We'll get to talk about your boy, Pop Pop Douglas, uh, shortly. But how are things going? Oh, it's it's going. I mean, uh... okay, there we go. Yeah, no, it's going. Uh, I mean, the last preseason game, uh, we had, there was a little scare there with uh, with uh, our boy Bolden. Um, he's good though. Uh, movement in his extremities, just a concussion. Yeah. So that was a little scary, but uh, preseason's going. Bill's already talking about uh, comparing football players to Taylor Swift. So. <laughs> He was at the Swift concert yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know when the concert was, but he must have had a good time. And uh, yeah, 
I can't yeah. wait for the regular season. Get this, <laughs> get this thing going. We we are so so close. I yeah, I cannot wait. Fantasy drafts right around the corner too. Uh yeah, I guess let's just get right into it. We'll start off with the NFC East because, of course, we have to save the best division in football for last. Uh, not saying the NFC East is really a slouch because I think there are four very good teams, not very good teams in the, this division, two very good teams, two good teams. Uh, I do think that every team in this division can make the playoffs, but we'll talk about that at the end. Let's start off with the Washington Commanders. Uh, Commanders finished 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one last season uh i think kind of unexpected for them to be around that level carson wentz clearly was not the guy i mean he's not even a qb going into the year uh, taylor he came in did just as much as he could but i mean they were almost a playoff team just one win against the giants would have put them there uh if we're looking at the notable additions for the Commanders, they got Andrew Wiley, Nick Gates, Jacoby Brissett, and uh, Cody Barton. Notable losses, they only lost Cole Holcomb and Taylor Heineke. Uh, let's start off with the good for the Commanders. Their offense is just low-key nice. Like, all the weapons that they have, like Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel... Uh, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson is a solid duo. The O-line is decent anyways. Uh, I don't know. I this is, this is a good commander's roster. I just think that, I mean, and we'll talk about their QB uh, woes potentially in a bit, but we're here to talk about the good, and I think this is just good roster overall. I mean, there's definitely talent there. It's not a hopeless um per se. I mean, they're putting a lot of pressure on Howell right off the bat. Um, mm -hmm. Tough division. There's some playmakers there for him to succeed. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody saw enough from Sam Howell last year for them to declare him. No, not at all. Man of the future for the Washington Commanders. It's more of a wait and see type of thing. So, um, I mean, he was a late round pick last year. I guess he impressed in camp because uh, they're rolling out, rolling him out there week one. Um, I'm excited to see how he uh, performs under the lights. See if he's got some dog in him. We'll figure that out. Uh, my question with the commanders is uh, is really just their secondary. Um, they got some young guys there, St. Juice. Um, their their rookie Forbes. Yep. Um, Forbes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the safeties um, still work in progress. I mean, they're going to have to find some uh, some cornerstone pieces in their secondary. So hopefully that Forbes can uh, can perform because, mm -hmm. I mean, they took him before Gonzalez. So Yeah, I think uh, yeah, which it's going to be fucking uh, crazy. And, I mean, we will talk about that very yeah. shortly. So clearly, uh, uh, yeah, clearly, no, I mean. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. I was just gonna say, clearly they got a lot of okay. um, like, a lot of confidence in Forbes. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. They need Forbes to play well immediately because yeah, that secondary is weak. That front seven, though, that front seven has been one of the best front sevens in football for a while now. Obviously, with guys like Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, who got a huge bag this off season. 
And they're just kind of hoping that Chase Young becomes that guy that they saw in the rookie season. There was rumors that he was potentially being shopped. I don't know if that's someone who could be moved at the trade deadline if the commanders aren't liking where they are. And they're like, okay, we might be in contention for one of these quarterbacks coming out if Sam Howell also isn't that guy. Uh, But defense is really good. The weapons are good. The offensive line is pretty good. And then I think the last good thing I'll have to say is they brought in Eric Bieniemy to be their offensive coordinator for this year slash assistant head coach. Um, There's already been some players being like, oh, he's like such a hard ass and blah, blah, blah. But it's like in football, you have to be a hard ass. Everyone has to be on the same page. And I mean, fuck, Washington hasn't had any quite literally any good football teams this century. They've just been middle of the pack the entire time, maybe bringing in a guy like the enemy to finally kick it in the gear. Uh, I'm fully expecting him to be the head coach this time next year. I think Rivera is going to retire. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about the bad quickly on this team. Uh, And we can talk about that quarterback position because we've already talked about a little but Yeah. Sam Howell, flashed a little bit in the one game he played in last year. He might have got into more than one, but it was just kind of, he looked pretty good. He has offensive weapons to like around him to be good. Jacoby Brissett looked decent last year for Cleveland. He looked way better than Watson did when Watson came back from his suspension. But uh, like, that's truly the issue with the commanders is their quarterback play, which I feel I can say that for a lot of NFC teams, but if Sam Howell ends up being a pretty decent starter for them, I don't know. I can definitely see the commanders making the playoffs, but if Sam Howell just stinks, if Brissett comes in and is just okay, this could be, it's hard to say a bad team, but like they'll be what they were last year. And it's just like, okay, they will be a tough team to play against, but no one should be worried about them at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Another thing with the commanders is they just the, the division's so tough, right? So um, they're gonna mm-hmm. have to beat the Eagles at least once. They're gonna have to beat the Cowboys probably at least once or twice. Because I mean, the division games are gonna come are are gonna probably be the difference maker on who from this division is able to sneak into the wild card, maybe win the win the division, and who doesn't. So um, it's mm-hmm. gonna be uh, it's gonna be a dogfight between all these teams. Uh, one thing that I do really like with the commanders is that uh, their receiving core is um, is is up there. Now, Jahan Dodson is going to have to stay healthy for um, a full season. Mm-hmm. That's uh, one question mark because he wasn't able to stay healthy the whole year last year. Um, he's a smaller receiver, first-round pick. Um, let's see if he can stay on the field, stay healthy, because him and McLaurin can really make some noise if – they're able to to stay stay on that field. Um, the O line, as you said, is good, but um, they're gonna have to have some of these young guys step up. They do got some young guys on their roster that they're gonna have to develop into um, real good real good football players. So um, it is really just a question mark year for the Commanders. Um, see what they can do. See which players can live up to the hype. Um, see who they're gonna invest their money in for the future. Because Chase Young needs a bag soon, and uh, he hasn't really performed. He played one. He played a good rookie year, um, and that's about it. So I know you said the the there was rumors that he might get moved this off season. 
um, it would have been extremely tough to get a big haul for him. Um, so I can mm-hmm. see why they didn't move him. I mean, teams investing a bunch of first round picks into a guy who hasn't delivered from the second overall pick spot yet. Um, it would have been a, a big haul for a team to, to really pull the trigger on that move. So let's see what the commanders can do this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm not expecting to see them in, in January, but I mean, the talent is there now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just quickly talk about floor and ceiling then before we move on. I have their floor is basically what they were last year. Like, I don't think that they're like, I think their QB position did get better. Like Taylor Heineke is not an NFL starter. I think he's fun, but I think that's just kind of where it stops. Wentz was absolutely garbage. Sam Howell and Brissett are an upgrade over what they had last year and they still finished eight, eight and one. Uh, but yeah, like that's like they should be around 500. So that's seven, eight, nine wins. And the ceiling, things go right. They could push for the playoffs. But I think that more than likely it'll be wild card and then you're out. You, you'll get your playoff game, but you're not going to win it. That's for sure. Yeah. If uh, if Jake Fromm starts any games this year for the Commanders, you know how the season ends. <laughs> I didn't even know that Jake Fromm was even their like third string QB. That's nuts. Yeah. Good for still hanging around because people thought that he was going to be like the next great thing in this league, and he flamed <laughs> out in Georgia very, very quickly. Uh, okay, we shall keep going. Next team up, the New York Giants, the surprise team from last year, finished nine seven and one, got a playoff appearance appearance got a playoff win in Brian first year as a head coach I think I was fully expecting this team to be top 10 pick maybe a top five pick I thought Daniel Jones was going to be done they would have picked a new quarterback I was shocked Brian Dable talk about him more in a bit I'll start off with the notable additions uh, notable additions, Darren Waller, Bobby O'Karake, Rakeem Nunez, Roaches, Ashawn Robinson, and Paris Cam- Campbell. Notable losses, Nick Gates and Julian Love. Let's talk about the good from this Giants team, and I'm just going to start it with the guy. Did he win head coach of the year last year? Who won head coach of the year last year? As you're vaping and on mute, but yeah. <laughs> it was... It was Dable. It was him or Sirianni, no? I think so. I just, I just know that I kept being, it should be Dable because no one expected the Giants to be anywhere near they were last year. Either way, Brian Dable is an absolute stud of a head coach doing what he did with that Giants team last year. It was truly, I mean, Saquon ran the offense quite literally. Uh, and Daniel Jones was decent, pretty good. Like, I think the Walmart version of Josh Allen is a very fair comp. Um, yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. But this is, yeah, I just, I had no idea that Brian Dable was going to be that much of a success. I think that the Chargers really regret not bringing in Brian Dable when they could have and bringing in that loser, Brandon Staley. Um, yeah. So I love the head coach and I honestly love this defense. This defense is very very good like just their front four now like a sean robinson 
Dexter Lawrence is the best nose tackle in the league by a mile. No one generates the amount of pressures from that spot, like, ever. Like, nose tackles don't get to the quarterback, usually. He does. Leonard Williams, and they got Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari on the other side. It's, I don't know, like, this This could be a very, very good defense, and I think everyone's just kind of sleeping at the Giants right now. Well, I'm sleeping. Um, <laughs> I, I got the Giants coming back down to earth this year. Um, they do got some promise yeah. on defense. I, 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 I do like the front seven. Thibodeau, I think, will be uh, will take another step up this year. He was solid as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a Pro Bowl type player this year. I would say. I would assume with what I saw last year. Um, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. That's the problem I have with the with the Giants. Um, he, what what's he gonna do now that he has his money and he's got a little more confidence? The the fan base is a little bit behind him again. Um, the expectations are higher. Uh, he can't. Yeah. He can't play horrible in big games, or he's gonna get flamed. He's gonna be under some pressure this year, especially in New York. And I don't know if you're seeing what's oh. going on in New York with with baseball right now. Both those teams, lots of pressure, lots of expectations, top five payrolls in the league. The Yankees and Mets are both not even close to making the playoffs. And I think we're going to see something similar in the NFL this year with a lot of expectations, Giants, Jets. The media is going to be going crazy. And when a couple games don't go right, that media is going to pick up. There's going to be a lot of tension in the locker room. Um, I do like the addition of Darren Waller. I think it was a good move to bring him in, give another big body target to Daniel Jones. But um, I don't think there's enough firepower on that offense. I mean, they're rolling out Hodgins, Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, I think, or something. So um, Hyatt's going to be a work in progress. Yeah, no, I'm – definitely. Yeah, no, I'm I'm taking a look at the depth chart right now. They got their three starting wide receivers as Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and Paris Campbell right now. Um, and I think that was kind of like the big thing for them last year was get Daniel Jones some help this offseason. They did that with Daniel Ball and I guess to some a lesser extent, Paris Campbell, and then they drafted Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Ah. Uh, Still doesn't really move the needle for me, though. Like, I love Darren Waller, but I don't think that Darren Waller is that Darren Waller that we saw back in 2020 with those 1,000-yard seasons. He's just kind of been hurt the last few years. I hope he gets back to what he is because he is a great player. But the Giants just kind of have a bunch of, like, second and third string or yeah, third string wide receivers, just Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, Wandale Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, Sterling Shepard is still kicking around, Cole Beasley, Jamison Crowder. Like, they got a lot of guys. They got a lot of names. None of them are really great. But I guess it's better for Daniel Jones. And this, like, Daniel Jones needs to prove that he can carry the load of a team by himself because – the entire offense really just hinges on Saquon, and if Saquon gets hurt, Matt Breda is the backup. Matt Breda in the year 2023, not that guy. He was never really that guy. He flashed in a few years in San Francisco, but 
going from Saquon, one of the most dynamic offensive weapons in the NFL, to Matt Breda is one of the steepest drop-offs you'll see. Especially yeah. with the amount of good running backs that are still available in free agency. I don't know what the fuck the Giants are doing. Yeah, I think Lenny's waiting for uh, something to go wrong because uh, Fournette's going to try to steal some money from someone. I guarantee it. He's going to show up overweight, oh. overweight ready to ready to start and, and average three yards a carry. But, yeah, that's maybe a team to watch for a, a veteran running back um, in the near future because Matt Breda won't cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, the o-line i mean the tackles i remember with the giants last year what i loved was the two tackles they were they were playing really good football last year they're both young guys so mm-hmm. uh, at least they got their tackles sorted out um the inside the work in progress but not many teams have a perfect yeah. line right now so i'm not too concerned about the o-line uh, i'm not too concerned about the defense i'm just concerned concerned about the quarterback and the playmakers so um I mean, no, Giants, that's really all it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, the Giants, they'll, uh, they're not going to be picking top five, but I, I'm, again, I, I don't think we're going to be seeing them in January. No. Yeah, I guess we'll just get into floor and ceiling again. Like, their floor is going to be basically what they were last year around 500, and that was good enough for the playoffs. Because, uh, like, it's crazy to say they finished nine seven and one last year, and they added three new starters to their team, and then two more really good depth pieces on defense. On top of all the other guys who I don't really care about, but whatever. Uh, but it's hard to say that they'll be better and they'll be a playoff team just of how good. This is a weird year football wise. I found where there's not a lot of bad teams. Like everyone is seemingly trying to compete for a playoff spot this year, where usually you can pick out like five teams that are being like, okay, you're not going to be great. You'll finish with five, six wins, whatever. But, and then obviously ceiling for giants, they can make the playoffs again. Uh, But I think it all really, it all hinges on Saquon and him for some reason, not getting a deal from them, even though he is their entire offense. Yeah, I got floor for the Giants is five and five and twelve. Yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me, but I yeah, it's 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 tough. It's very tough. A lot of good teams this year. Let's keep going though. Moving over to the twelve and for the Dallas Cowboys who finished twelve and five last season. Uh ended their season on Ezekiel Elliott playing uh, center for them. Don't know what that is about, but they decided to part ways with Kellen Moore in the offseason, leaving big old Mike McCarthy with the offensive play calling duties. Not a fan of that. We'll talk about that shortly. Notable additions for the Cowboys this offseason, though. They got two really good ones. Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks are now Dallas Cowboys. Kind of crazy. Notable losses. Dalton Schultz, Connor McGovern, and of course their backup center, Ezekiel Elliott. Um starting with the good though for the Cowboys. This is like the best offense that the Cowboys and Dak have had, like since Dak has been there. Like there's not like maybe like, like back running back is the weak spot for the Cowboys, but who who really cares? Like, Pollard is fine, and Deuce Vaughn 
is fucking he's showing out in preseason. He's flashed. I really like him right now, but this is a really good fucking Dallas team. Like defense and offense, like on paper. It's nice. It's uh it's talented. It's uh it's up there with the Eagles for sure. And I see yeah. a lot of people taking the Cowboys over the mm-hmm. Eagles this year for the division. Do I agree? Not really. But Cooks is going to be a great addition for them. He's one of the most underrated players in the in the league. Everywhere he goes, he produces. Everywhere in the league, he's a deep threat. You yeah. can cook your corner on, it, on any given snap, just run right by him and catch a 50-yard pass to go to the house. So Dak's going to love Cooks. And then Gilmore on the other end is probably the biggest addition because now they know that there are two corners that they can rely on every snap are going to be able to take out the top two receivers on most teams. I mean, Gilmore is a lockdown, and Diggs is a mm-hmm. playmaker. It's exactly what you want. You want a lockdown corner, and you yep. want a playmaker corner. You got exa- you got both the best of both worlds. I mean, Diggs might, might get burned a little too much. We'll see. Um, he is prone to giving up the deep ball on a double move or so. Um, he is prone to jump in a route and not making a tackle because he's trying to make a play, which is fine when you do make plays. So as long as he's still producing mm-hmm. and forcing turnovers, I don't have a problem with him playing super aggressive, especially now that Gilmore's on the other side. He can kind of just go back to who he is as a football player and that's a playmaker and let Gilmore be the number one lockdown corner. I'm assuming they'll have Gilmore on whoever they on whoever the number one is and then Diggs just let him let him play that cover three and, and, and try to jump routes and make plays. So uh, we'll see how uh, how the coordinator, um, the defensive coordinator, who is uh, – who's their coordinator right now? I'm blanking. Uh, Dan Quinn, who probably Dan should Quinn, be getting yes, a head coaching job, if not the coach. Cowboys head coaching job once McCarthy gets fired. Yes, yes. So Dan Quinn should, um, be, should be the head coach. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um – one last shout out for the good before we start talking about what I don't like about this Cowboys team. Mike Parsons is a freak, one of the best defensive players in football. And the Cowboys are finally just letting him play edge instead of taking those few pass coverage snaps that he has been. He added on weight uh, this offseason, which is honestly frightening given on how good he's already been. This could be like another level of Micah Parsons this season that we just have not seen yet. Uh, I think he's going to be my bet for DPOY. I think that's going to be next week's episode. We'll talk about awards and some future bets and stuff like that. Sneak peek there, but um, have to talk about Micah Parsons because he's absolutely fucking incredible. Of course. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about the bad, and it really all comes down to Mike McCarthy, and Mike McCarthy is going to be the play caller here. Um, part of the reasons why him and Kellen Moore didn't want to get along, uh, or didn't get along, was because Mike McCarthy wanted to run the ball more than they did. I'm trying to remember what the number was. I think they were like a borderline top five rushing attack last year with Pollard and Zeke and Mike McCarthy wanted to run the ball more. Mike McCarthy still thinks that it is the nineties. It is the eighties. He thinks that having a, 
a really good running game is better than having a really good passing game. He is he's the only reason why I don't believe in the Cowboys making it far in the playoffs and doing being a potential Super Bowl contender is just I don't think that he is a good coach. I think he will mess it up when it matters most for them. He's just not it. He should have lost his job a couple years ago, and he's still there because Jerry Jones just refuses to fire people. I mean, we saw how long Jason Garrett stuck around there, but Mike McCarthy will be the reason why the Cowboys don't make it far in the playoffs, and I will 100% be hosting that clip. Fuck Mike McCarthy. He needs to be gone. Cowboys fans deserve better after, I mean, 25 years of nothing. So, yeah, I mean, that's my rant about Mike McCarthy anyways. Um, I'm going to go back to what you said about running the ball. I disagree with you on that. I think um, having a great rushing attack is um, underutilized in today's NFL. Um, linebackers are smaller. But they were already like the sixth best, though, is the thing. Like trying to get better from that is counter to it. Like, yeah, like yeah. it counteracts at one point. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just talking about teams running the ball. I'm not I'm not talking about the Cowboys. I'm just saying. That's fair. Yeah. If, if Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball a fuck ton and they're already running the ball a fuck ton and they have CeeDee Lamb and they have Michael Gallup and who else do they have? It's Dalton Schultz last year. I mean, that's not really your offense. Your offense is more of a pass heavy. Let's run the ball when we can, you know, make big plays down the field. So you always got to play. You got to play to your strengths, right? And that's what um, the best coaches in football will be able to take a player and say, okay, he's good at this. He's good at this. He's good at this. So I'm going to put him in that position where he can make plays because he's good at doing these certain things. Right. If Mike McCarthy is trying to take a roster that's built to throw the ball down the field and he wants to turn it into the Chicago bears of the, of the seventies, like, I mean, it's not going to work out. So um, no, we'll, we'll fit. We'll find out this year. Cause I mean, they don't have the depth chart. I mean, Zeke, Zeke isn't prime Zeke anymore, but he can still give you the touches on, on third and two, second and two. You know, he's, yeah. he's a solid running back still between the tackles. So um, now with him gone, um, I have no idea how this um, Deuce Vaughn kid is going to play. Um, we'll see. I mean, he looks – I've seen a couple highlight clips of him in, in, in training camp and moving around, and he looks good, but everybody – Everybody nowadays looks good in training camp when you got Twitter around tweeting the highlight every time they make a play in practice. That's, yeah, that's very so, true. Um, it will, <laughs> we're going to find out what, what type of team the Cowboys really got. Um, I'm expecting a good team. I'm expecting a team that will make the playoffs, that will maybe even make a push in the playoffs, depending on what their mm-hmm. matchups are. Um, but it's yeah. really going to come down as every team, as we've said with the commanders, as we've said with the giants, it's going to come down to the man taking the snaps under center and Dak has to have a better year than he did last year. He threw way too yeah. many interceptions for the amount of money he's getting paid. He's got to step up. He's got to play like a franchise guy. And last year, I, I, I sold a lot of stock in Dak last year. I thought he was going to be a lot better than what he was. So, um, it's yeah, it's up to number four. Yeah. Um, I'll just go back to the run game just slightly because Tony Pollard is coming off a fairly major injury. And like we said, we don't know what that yeah, what that depth is now that Zeke is gone. Because the guys behind Tony Pollard right now, 
Deuce Vaughn, we've mentioned, rookie, 5'6", tiny man. Maybe he's the new Darren Sproles. We'll find out. And they got a guy named Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis. Exactly. So, (laughs) yeah. So, relying on Pollard, who isn't that big of a back to begin with, to take the bulk of these carries and wanting to run the ball more than they have, just gives me a little pause for concern of what the Cowboys identity is and should be. Um, But yeah, we talked about it enough floor and ceiling. You've already kind of mentioned this is going to be a playoff team. The wheels would have to fall off. Incredibly people would have to get with the Cowboys playoff team. The floor with the Cowboys it ain't playoffs. It's it's way worse than that because it's the Cowboys. They they find a way to to surprise us every year. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean their ceiling is just they're going to be a playoff team. Like I just accept. Like I literally have written down floor playoffs, ceiling playoffs. Yeah, I think ceiling could they be just Super do anything. Bowl. Could ceiling be Super Bowl? Again, I'm not not with that head coach. Not with that head coach. And the only reason Mike McCarthy won that first ring was because he had Aaron Rodgers, who was, I mean, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. It was the defense. I mean, that defense is also very nice. Rodgers, but having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, hmm? They had weapons. They had Jennings. They had uh, my boy Jordy. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah. I, I would. I mean, if you look at this Cowboys team compared to that Packers team, and then similar Aaron Rodgers or Dak, it's Aaron Rodgers by a mile. Like, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, we can keep moving on though. Last team, the Super Bowl runner-ups. Uh, I think they were the one seed overall. The Philadelphia Eagles. They went on an absolute run last year. Jalen Hurts proved to be that guy, MVP candidate. Uh, was just a crazy game. Um, notable additions for the Eagles this offseason. DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Marcus Mariota, and Terrell Edmonds. Nothing that great. Notable losses anyways. <laughs> This this is quite a lot. Javon Hargrave, Andre Dillard, Isaac Suamalo, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Miles Sanders, TJ Edwards, Marcus Epps, Gardner Minshew, and Kaiser White. Despite all of that, I still think the Eagles have the best roster in football. Which is nuts considering they probably lost six. I think six of those guys were starting for them last year, and they're just fine. They're just going to re- yeah. repeat those guys and that they, they drafted are going to come up, play well. They actually hmm? improved their running back room by a lot. <laughs> I, yes, I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, they went from Miles Sanders which is also in, Scott to two better guys than Miles Sanders. That might be, I mean... Swift and Penny have just been band-aids their entire careers. So is Miles Sanders a little bit, but Miles Sanders really showed out last year. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a very, very good Eagles team. That run game, we both agree, is definitely improved because it's DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, and Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is pretty good in his own right, too. I don't know who's actually going to get the bulk of the carries. I feel like they'll just have a rotation going, probably try to avoid that in fantasy a little bit. Um, 
A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. Dallas Goddard, very, very good tight end. And the offensive line, even though they lost Isaac Suomalo and Andre Dillard, who was just kind of depth for them at tackle. Uh, Cam Jurgens, who is going to be their future center, he slides in at guard. And then Jordan Myla, unreal. Landon Dickerson, unreal. Jason Kelsey, future Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson, future Hall of Famer. Hard to... Best O-line in football. They're just good. Yeah. Yeah, by... Yeah, by by all I would add to, and then even with those losses on defense, they they somehow find a way to replace Javon Hargrave with Jalen Carter, who's probably better, and he might and might be. And then even then, they still have so ESPN on the depth chart, anyways, has Jalen Carter stored, starting over Jordan Davis. Those guys will be on the field of each other or rotating in with Fletcher Cox. Then they bring in who else? Uh, Nolan Kobe Smith. Dean's gonna start, huh? Got depth edge for them. Hmm? Kobe Dean gonna start? Nolan? No, no, no. He's. I don't think so. No, I thought Brandon I saw Graham and about, I thought I saw a tweet about him. He's gonna be a starter. It could have been bullshit. That would be. Uh, I'm trying to read their depth chart properly here. He could be a starter because I think that their will linebacker is Nick Morrow, who solid, but yeah, because ESPN yeah. has him uh, the second string behind Reddick there. But uh, either way, yeah, defense still really fucking good. I can't wait to see what uh. Our boy Nicobe Dean can do uh, last year. He's listed as a special linebacker for them. Um, I don't know. They just got guys everywhere on this team. Like it's it's really hard to pick apart what the Eagles like, where their weak spot is on this roster. Like, oh, their yeah. corners are a little older. Boo hoo. Like fuck. Uh yeah, and. Quite literally, I have nothing bad to say about the Eagles. I have one bad thing, and it's they lost a ton of depth on their team. Because that was part of the them. reason why. Yeah. Like, and they're I mean, still like. At... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. But it's like, yeah, like they lost a ton of depth, but they also. Dra- like their rookie class is absolutely unbelievable. Like. You lose Javon Hargrave, you draft Jalen Carter to be his replacement. And even though you drafted Trim Davis, who is going to be that guy's replacement anyways. Um, Nolan Smith at the edge, Brandon Graham's getting a little older. We'll probably take over some snaps there. Uh, Josh Sweat to either way. Um, lost Char- Chauncey Gardner draft. Starting for them at safety. I think he will get that starting safety spot over Terrell Edmonds too. But that just means Terrell Edmonds, former first round pick, didn't really pan that much. Uh, yeah, like they somehow lost all this depth, but they still have depth at almost every position. So, yeah. I don't know. This, this is a really good Eagles team. I think people kind of expected them to fall off, and they did the exact opposite. If anything, they made it better, which is insane. And I'd say they even improved. Uh, they even improved their backup quarterback from Minshew to Mariota because Mariota fits that offense much better than Minshew does. 
So if Hertz goes down for a couple games, I think Mariota. He does. Mariota looks like absolute shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't they? I think they also drafted. I. I think the I think that Mariota did, yeah has not looked good, at least in that first week of preseason games. He did not okay. look good. But yeah, but I mean after Mariota, you got Ian Book and Tanner McKee. So woo. <laughs> Ian Book. Um, I don't know. Let's just talk about full ceiling. Uh. The the floor for this team is a playoff team. Yeah. There is zero chance the Eagles don't make the playoff catastrophic injuries. So Flores playoffs, ceiling Super Bowl champs. I think simple as that. I agree. I agree. I love what uh No disagreement there? No, I love what the Eagles put together, especially on defense. I mean, I, I think they have a lot of depth on defense. I mean, Jordan Davis, um, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, like those, those are three uh, interior D linemen that would be the best interior D linemen on most teams. So, well, yeah. assuming Jordan Davis is going to um, take a little step up here, I mean, he, he wasn't too impressive last year, but he didn't really play much. So, can't take away no. too much from him. Um, Jalen Carter, I'm sold. I think he's the best player in the draft last year. Um, and he went to the Eagles, who almost won the Super Bowl. So, how fair is that, right? But, um, yeah, I don't know how they let Jalen Carter slide to him, and I don't know how they let Nolan Smith get to them, get to the Eagles at, at whatever thirty or whatever it was. So, well, well, at least with Jalen Carter, you can kind of explain it because he well, did yeah. have like the off-field concerns from Georgia and whatever. But like, I don't know what the Lions were thinking and not picking Jalen Carter at six, and instead of trading down for Jameer Gibbs, but. <laughs> That's a whole other story. And I like Jameer Gibbs, but I just think it's a weird thought process in general. Um, okay, let's move on. Division awards. Uh, I know I kind of sprung this on you last minute, but uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, breakout player. I have for breakout player, I put Rashad Penny down. Um, Rashad Penny's obviously been hurt the last two years, but when he has played, he has averaged more than five yards a carry. That was behind the Seahawks offensive lines, which have been notably pretty bad over the last couple years. He's now going to be behind that Eagle offense line. I think he could kill it. I'm, I think that he will be the starting running back for this Eagles team. I think he'll take it from Swift. I think Swift is just going to be more of a weapon for them. Than anything, and Penny's just going to be either true running back or whatever, They're whatever it is. But I have, I, yeah, I I have Penny for my breakout player. Who you got? Okay, so um, I'll go. I talked about him a little bit earlier um, with the Commanders. I'll go Jahan Dotson. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why is when he's on the field, he's a playmaker he can make guys miss with the ball in his hands um he runs good routes and he's really quick um it's going to come down to if yep. sam howell um is able to 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 put to or to to is able to quarterback an offense with two great receivers so mclaurin and dodson he's going to have to at mm-hmm. first go to mclaurin i mean put make sure the defense is focusing over there if McLaurin's taken away a lot of the coverage, I expect Dodson to be able to win his one-on-one matchups and maybe go for a thousand yards this year. So um, I'll go Jahan Dodson, and I'll say that he breaks a thousand yards and um, gets pretty close to ten touchdowns. I think Jahan Dodson might be a 
a nice little waiver wire pickup some at some point through the year if you're if you're playing fantasy football. So I'll go Jahan. Oh, Dotson I mean he's he should definitely be getting drafted, and I yeah, mean especially our fucking fourteen team league. But you in know, our league will get drafted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for standard 10 team, maybe. Yeah. I think he still probably should. But yeah. uh, now, I know that Dodson's like season-long touchdown total, I think is set at like four and a half or five and a half. So if you can find that line and bet the over, I mean, fuck, you think he might get 10. So, which go. I, yeah, if I see that line, I am definitely going to take the over for it. Um, offensive rookie of the year, really not a lot to pick from. Um I'll go with Jalen Hyde from the Giants. Uh, again, we I listed like six guys who their names for the Giants. I think Hyatt is the only one who has a chance to be an actual number one just because he is a rookie and we don't really know what we've seen from him yet. Um, he's a deep threat. That might be the deep threat that Daniel Jones is looking for to really unleash that arm. Uh, if he does have an arm, I don't really know if he... His arm's okay. Um, but yeah. And then, I mean, fuck, if I wasn't going to pick Jalen Hyatt, I'd stick with the Giants and go with their center, John Michael Schmitz. Uh, everything I've heard out of camp from him has been very, very good. And I think he's going to help their run game tremendously. But it's one of those two guys anyways. Yeah, there really isn't much to pick from uh, this division. But, um, no. I mean, I'm going through it. Um, we'll go, we'll go, let's say, uh, Deuce Vaughn has a little nice, off, a little nice campaign. Is he a rookie? Yeah, he is. There yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll he's a rookie. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, defensive rookie, I think this is going to be pretty easy. It's Jalen Carter. Like, yeah. Who else Very would you really pick? Very easy. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if Forbes, but, Forbes, maybe. I, looks good. I just don't think that Forbes is good. I didn't like him coming out of for coming into the draft and the fact that he got drafted ahead of Gonzalez was fucking insane, but he needs to like he needs to be what he did in college and be an absolute ball hawk. And I think most yeah. of those interception colleges were off tip balls anyways and were really his doing. So whatever. Um also shout out to Sidney Brown, who I think will have a big season for the Eagles in their secondary as their starting safety because I think that he'll he will get that role. Um, um offensive player of the year, I'm gonna go with an Eagles receiver. It's not gonna be AJ Brown though. It's gonna be Devonta Smith. I just think that Devonta Smith is gonna have an absolutely crazy year. Uh partly because I think the teams are gonna be focused on AJ Brown more than they were even last season. And that just is going to open things up for Devonta Smith to run. I mean, the guy's one of the best route runners in the league, uh, even at his young age. I just think he's going to go off. I'm expecting a massive, massive year for him. I mean, I'm ex just expecting a massive year from the Eagles. So Devonta Smith, Offensive Player of the Year for the division. Awesome. Uh, that's a great pick. I'm super high on Devontae Smith, so I probably would have picked him, but I'm not going to be boring and pick Devontae Smith as well. So I'll go um, to the Cowboys because they're the, the other good offense in the division. Um, yep. And I'll say Brandon Cooks just snaps. And uh, you see a little I bit of, so. the, of the New England Patriots and New Orleans Saints-style Brandon Cooks that we saw um, a few years ago. Um, uh, mm -hmm. I think – He's finally playing with a quarterback that's um, that doesn't suck. 
So um, I think Dak and him will make it work. I mean, I just saw him flying a plane with, uh, I think it was Gilly and someone else on the Cowboys. Did you know Cooks can fly a plane? That's No, that's uh, yeah. it's so wild. I mean, especially with the amount of head injuries that man has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was flying. He was giving him a tour of uh, of a stadium uh, with the boys. So he's clearly uh, involved in the locker room and trying to uh, to be a good teammate. So well, he almost killed his play his teammates. Maybe a bit. I'll go Brandon Cooks. <laughs> good Offensive for him. Nothing great though. It's hard to be a pilot. Yeah, offensive player of the year, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. There you go. Uh, defense. Defensive player of the year. I mean, I already said, I think he's just going to be my pick for defensive player of the year in general. It's Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is an absolute freak. He is going to be a terror for QBs this year because now he's fully focused on just playing edge instead of doing that kind of hybrid edge linebacker role he was playing. Yeah. I don't really have to explain why I think Micah Parsons is going to be defensive player of the year, especially for just this division. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another great pick. Um, again, I'm not going to be boring and pick the same guy as you. So I'm going to pick yeah. Steph Gilmore because I think that Steph Gilmore, what Steph Gilmore did last year on Indianapolis was criminally underrated because Indianapolis sucked. And he was yep. locking down everybody. I think he had one bad game. He got, I forget who was the one who torched him, but he had one bad game where he didn't look very good and everyone was like, oh, Gilly's washed. It's like, well, Jalen Ramsey has a bad game from time to time. You know, you, just because you're you're older doesn't mean you're washed. I mean, if you watch 90% of the time, Gilmore was making plays. I think he had an interception and seal game as well on Russ. It might have been on the Russ, um, which isn't that impressive. It's on Russ. But it's still, I mean, he's a lockdown corner, and I think Gilmore will be uh, the star of uh, of the show this year. Um, I got Gilmore, D-P-O-Y for the NFC. Solid. Um, MVP. Again, I also think this guy has a very good chance to win the MVP outright. It's Jalen Hurts. I don't think we probably talked about enough of how good of a quarterback Jalen Hurts became last year. I'm expecting him to do the exact same thing he did last year. Uh, and the MVP is usually a QB award. And when you're going against Sam Howell, Daniel Jones, and Dak Prescott, I think Hurts clears them all by a mile. So... MVP Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that one I'm gonna have to agree with you and and not pick someone stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want some breaking news? Because I just saw the pretty Colts simple trying to, trying to trade Johnny Taylor. I just saw a tweet. That makes sense, and I'm sure that the Dolphins are interested because they have been in on almost every free agent running back this entire off season. So. Yeah. Maybe Jonathan Taylor's a dolphin by the end of this podcast. Let's see. Um, There's a sports center tweet saying the Colts are listening. So let's yeah, see. I, 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 I don't want to get too off track, but I don't even know what his value would be. Like, because yeah. running we'll backs see. are just we'll a dime see. a dozen. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about um, it. And find. Exactly. And finally, division winner, um, I have the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm sure you do too. I do. I do. Yeah, I got the Eagles. Okay. Perfect. Now let's get – I think that's fair. I think that, yeah, the Cowboys have improved a ton, but I think the Eagles are still 
very good. I have way less questions about the Eagles than I do about the Cowboys. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm.